Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hagelbot on Twitter, and I'm here with a longtime friend of the show, uh, Tony Palumbi. Did I say your name right? I, don't, I, I realized I never said your last name out loud. You did. All right. Very few people can pronounce it right the first time. It's one of the, Is that right? Yeah, it manages to be one of, the, one of the few Italian names that's tricky and not fun to pronounce. That's interesting, because it, it, it seemed like I, I pronounced it very phonetically, and immediately I was thinking, like, okay, that, that was wrong, because whenever you assume a name is phonetic, then you've gotten it wrong. Um, but I guess not. That's good. Okay. All yeah, right, well, it's, uh, it's a tricky U. And exactly how you how you handle the drop from the A down to the U is a tricky uh, thing. Oh yeah, Tony Palumbi. I'm sure you hear a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess in, well, if the Italians would would say would say Palumbi, but it's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I, uh, my uh, <laughs> my sister's uh, boyfriend. His last name is uh, D'Andrea, mm-hmm. which is also uh, Italian, and he uh, apparently his family. Uh, said like Deange for the long time or like <laughs> it was it was some ridiculous thing and he said he took Italian at one point and realized that it was totally different and just like now he's torn just like he sometimes says it right mouth, sometimes says it this wrong. mealy mouth immigrant pronunciation yeah yeah it's it's exciting um so uh, welcome it's, it's, been, it's been a long time coming to have you on the show I've been uh I've been talking with you since uh we first started chatting about your book, um, uh, Blood Plagues, and I have it on my shelf, and I don't want to turn and look, but uh, let's see, where is it? Where is it? Blood Plagues uh, and Endless Raids, uh, 100 Million Lives in the World of Warcraft. It's a good book title because it's one of those academic titles that have like the, uh, the, um, the colon in there. you got to have and, a like, colon. That's how people take you seriously. That, you're absolutely right. That's how people um, know when the fun ends and the business begins. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a uh, business in the front and uh, party, and party in the back. In the back just yeah. the, well, the opposite. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a reverse the reverse mullet that <laughs> that is so popular in academia. Yeah, people. I mean, you know, everyone loves the reverse mullet. Uh, all professors have it. They're just all wearing it. Um, 
I'm imagining a reverse mullet, and it just is kind of like. An I feel like that should be a term of art for that kind of title, like a, the the reverse mullet. It is the 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 fun before the colon, and then the the business after the colon. I mean, I'm I'm all up for popularizing it. It sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, like you wrote that book. Um, yeah, that came it, out last year. Anywhere. It came out yeah. last year. Yeah, it's available anywhere if you it's probably not going to be on the shelf if you walk into your local independent bookseller but they could absolutely order it for you uh and yeah it came out last year last spring and i've been uh been promoting it ever since the nature of uh non-fiction writing is that when you if you publish a book on if you're Fortunate enough. It sounds to, like a warning. <laughs> no, no, it, no. This is it, it, it's for future planning. Is that when you publish a nonfiction book on a given topic, you have whether or not you've thought about this in advance, you've staked out a territory, and it really behooves you to continue uh, working on and paying attention to that territory. Uh, uh, as yeah. time goes on, uh, whether or not that leads to like another edition of the book or a different book or just maintaining uh, connections in that area. So it, it, it just behooves you when you come out with a nonfiction book on something to keep paying attention to that thing and not just let it go. Uh, well, and you're sort of in a unique situation since, I mean, Warcraft is just... I mean, it's always more, yeah, it's always, yeah, exactly. There's always something going on. Yeah, there's always. I mean, there's been a new expansion coming out every two years, like clockwork, uh, for more than the last decade. I mean, uh, as yeah. I, we're the Battle for Azeroth, which just came out, the seventh expansion uh, in the fifteenth year of the game, and there's really no sign of interruption in that process. I thought a few years ago when I first had the idea for Blood Plagues for the book that we were maybe we were sort of coming up on the 10th anniversary when I first had the idea and the uh and there was oh, maybe an they'd ink- stop <laughs> yeah well there's an inkling that that things would eventually change not cuz MMOs don't usually just pull the plug and go offline i mean that might be the case at some point uh you had a couple there's a couple dramatic instances in history like the tabula rasa uh and matrix online was an interesting one yeah, yeah, where really? they, they, they yeah. did fun things with the with the end of the world, right? But uh, yeah. in, the way it works in most MMOs in practice is that the the game doesn't die because it it just shifts from a from a usually from like a subscription model to a free to play model, you know, supported with microtransactions. The way everything works now, um, sure. That's usually how it goes. That's sort of the life cycle. They just when a, an MMO can be thought of as an MMO that goes from subscription model to a free to play model has not died, but can be thought of as passing from one phase of the life cycle to the next. And well, not to, I, thought, I mean, not to belabor the academic thing, but like, it, it's sort of like when you, I mean, especially in the case of Warcraft, right? Like it would be the sense of you did your work as a professor and you got old enough that you are now an emeritus professor. Like you're not the same. You aren't like, Exactly. It isn't really quite the same. You're there halfway because of prestige, but it's a, it, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, I mean, in this case, it would be it is it is a bad thing just because it means oh, less revenue it? for okay. the it means less revenue for the it means less revenue, uh, right? Because the free to play model is just never going to keep up with the subscription. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say never, but 
Well, you it's just, it's usually <laughs> the, the shifting of that model is usually an acknowledgement that your paying player base has departed. So it mm-hmm. is it is more of a retirement than an emeritus professor sort of gig, which is something you actually want to get to. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that, well, that's that's the best retirement because it's a job that you uh, basically just get to get paid for existing. Um, it's, it's more like yeah. it's, this is like an Ichiro. It's an Ichiro retirement. It's like you, <laughs> you okay. we, we've acknowledged that just mathematically here we are, but you're so beloved that we can't just it would be like it would we just can't put you out to pass. Yeah, exactly. It would just be like killing killing a beloved dog or something like that. So we're going to you just you just keep it rolling and 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 everyone's more or less fine with that and that works for things you know there's still there's people still playing and enjoying uh knights of the old republic uh online that sort of thing so uh there's well yeah and i mean you know you hear about these mmos closing lord of the rings online is is in that is in that model too and it it works if you can make it work yeah but like you hear about them closing and it's just like okay wait the the things that are closing i've barely ever heard of these uh these MMOs, do they exist? Do they not exist? And it seems like, you know, there's like, for someone who's sort of like an MMO casual like me, it's, it's like you get this sense of, okay, um, the MMO is, uh, the MMOs that people play are, um, you know, World of Warcraft, uh, you know, you had your EverQuests, you had your, your big ones, like, you know, your even vague big ones like Maple Story or, uh, you know, RuneScape or whatever. Dark but like, Age of Camelot. Beloved but, <laughs> beloved, but lesser known. <laughs> I, I've never heard of it. You never heard um, of Dark Age of Camelot? Oh, that's a classic. No. That's a classic. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know the yeah, classics the, of the, the form, PvP so heads. Like, the PvP heads love Dark Age of Camelot. It's all right, like, all yeah. right, cool. Um, <laughs> but like, you'll hear you'll hear about these these games ending, and it's like, uh, that was a thing. Like, that's that's kind of interesting. Like, that existed. Um, and, right, but and, it just passes from your knowledge without much interaction. Whereas the you know there could be hundreds of thousands of people invested huge amounts of their lives in this thing, and it's and and for them it could just be this. It could be really, really sort of important and central to their lives. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, I I I think I heard of that. You know, yeah, I never exactly. played Maple Story once. Right? I like I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I guess like I guess that's what's so amazing about WoW to me is that like it it has lived this long and is actually. It's not just important to people's lives, which of course it is, but it's also important, like culturally. Like you can't go without knowing about WoW. Like I looked at my Discord the other day to see who was playing, who had played uh, Battle for Azeroth in the last couple of days, and like, ev- like four people had it. And yeah, like one was you, uh, one was Olivia, who I play WoW with sometimes, and who is a big time uh, WoW head, mm-hmm. um, spooky oolong friend of the show. But you know, like. Others were just people that I was like, oh, like Ian plays WoW, like, oh, that person plays WoW. And it's just like everyone kind of checks in. Um, there are articles yeah, about whether yeah, particularly or not people at are the checking start, in. Yeah, it's particularly at the start of, of a new expansion is a time when, when everyone kind of comes back. And, you know, it's it's with the understanding in a lot of cases that they're not going to stay or the entire ride, right? They're, if you think of... If you think of an expansion as a two-year cycle, there's people who are going to be subscribed for 100% of that two-year cycle, right? They're never right. going to unsub. And there's people that are like me, where after about a year of the cycle, they're a little worn down and ready to play other games and look at other things. You know, I, I tend to be uns- I tend to be unsubbed for about like the last 
eight to ten months of that two year cycle, right? And then okay. and then uh, and then uh, there's people who play for only a couple months just to sort of see the new stuff and then and then check out and the and and that's all fine there's not really a, sort of everyone kind of understands the system at this point and so that makes the the start of the new expansion is always this really special time when uh everyone if you are interested in wow at all you really want to be playing during that window because that's when all your friends are going to be back if they're going to be back at all that's when they're going to be yeah. there and so to play in the first couple weeks of that expansion particularly if you are as i am in a guild that dates back to vanilla. Uh, those are that vanilla. That's an, an inside baseball term. A, no, I mean people. Right, I'm, to wow, I'm sure classic. People listening know it. I'm sure yeah. people know it. But to wow, when I say vanilla, I mean the original uh, retail release of of World of Warcraft from 2004. Um, right. And the the that first pre-expansion period uh and so it's referred to officially now the, the blizzard is called calls it wow classic uh mm-hmm. but because uh, vanilla sounds like a, an insult <laughs> yeah 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 vanilla vanilla was always a uh, vanilla was always a fan a fan turn sure. but the uh yeah so if especially if you if you're from an old if you're on in an old-timey guild those first couple of weeks of the expansion are really magical because not only are you experiencing everything that the new expansion offers for the first time, and it's a whole lot. Like it's it really incredible how much just del- how how good the uh, Blizzard team is at at putting together these expansions and just crafting a huge amount of stories and characters and quests and fun content into really really impressive levels and and zones. Uh, yeah. Especially compared to the original stuff, just the it, it's just laughable to see the old zones compared to the new ones. They're, they've gotten so much better, and it, well, yeah, it was funny because like I I definitely um, you know I started I started playing WoW with Olivia, and like I was like, okay, what is this game? What am I looking at? I played I played Draenei, and I was like, the, fine, that seems like an interesting an interesting race. You don't usually see that in fantasy games, like an alien. That's that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that, and it was like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. Um, and then, uh, the last time we played, we actually made it to like a city, like a city city mm-hmm. and just actually seeing like even, even a difference between sort of like a low key zone, like the, like the Draenei home base and a, a, a serious city where people were and it was like crazy and active and stuff. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get why this is such a thing. <laughs> Like, I, I get it a little bit more now. Yeah, you see this parade of people coming by. And like I was saying, one of the most magical parts of the new expansion is that of any new expansion is that in, on top of seeing all these cool areas and these new things, you're constantly having 10-year-old names pop up in guild chat. You know, people logging on yeah. who haven't logged yeah. on. Who haven't, you might not. Maybe they played the last expansion, but maybe they haven't played in several expansions. Maybe you haven't talked to them for years and they're just popping up all the time and everyone's just saying, oh, hey, what's up? It's like, and it just, people just keep on rolling in and it seem it feels like That's this cool. big sort of reunion-y party, like, you know, like Game, game Master Anthony always wanted. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it's this bring, it's this coming together of a whole bunch of people who have known each other for years but maybe haven't haven't talked or haven't caught up and it's sort of everyone catching up with each other uh, at the same time that we're experiencing this new expansion so it's very much a social thing on top uh, a very 
the start of a new WoW expansion is a social in, in event on top of just a, a gaming experience. And that's really, I think, a testament to what kind of... Uh, what what an institution the game has become. I mean, that's one of the things oh, I, I've talked about. It I talk about at PAX is that like it never meant to be this way, and, and but we definitely we've unquestionably arrived at the point where WoW is an institution. It's just it's it, it's something that people just expect to be there all the time, and would be it would be very greatly bewildered and upset if it weren't. Even if they aren't, you know, active WoW players, people would be sort of. Uh, yeah, it would feel weird to like wow. If you were just heard wow was shutting down, it would be sort of an incredibly strange thing. And oh, I'd be and shocked. we're in I mean, fifteen be... years now, and there's really no there's no sign that anything is going to be slowing down. You know, uh, Mists of Pandaria and Warlords of Draenor represented the game wasn't. I don't. I think it wasn't in a great point. At a great point, then there's tons of discussion about why people think that is that I'm not going to get into, uh, but. I think it's without question that the Legion expansion gave gave everyone this these really awesome villains and a really great sort of theme to it, which is that we're putting all of our differences aside to fight this the, the Burning Legion, who is one of the the central yeah, threats and amazing. Yeah, yeah, these if you've played any Warcraft games, I guess I guess actually technically they didn't they were in the picture before Warcraft three, but they weren't named until Warcraft three, right? Uh, but right. the um, the that those that sort of demonic threat is central to the Warcraft lore, and the idea of putting the Horde Alliance putting together their differences and going after the Burning Legion and doing so in the midst of this this moment in the lore where you know tragically both both the Alliance King and the Horde War Chief are both struck down mm-hmm. uh, in in that in that combined fight. Uh, I sort of it gave a really. It gave a compelling lore basis to a cultural moment around what was a really good, well-crafted expansion. And the combination of those two, I think, brought a lot of people back in. And I've been sort of surprised how many folks have stuck around and are excited to play uh, Battle for Azeroth again. So I feel like at this point, we're just what I thought might slow down is just not slowing down. There's no there's nothing that's going to keep Blizzard from stopping these expansions there's nothing that there's no reason why they would stop making them uh right. and so they're going to keep going until we're past like we're going to get into the third decade like we're going to pass the 20 year mark and be in the third <laughs> decade of world of warcraft uh well, so at a certain I, I point what's, what's interesting about battle for azeroth though like and, and i mean you were you were talking about this at pax this was like this was something you were at pax west you were you were speaking there. You're a, you're a speaker of sorts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I'm sort of. I've been. I've been doing these WoW history talks uh, at the PAX conventions. Uh, at more than PAX, just the PAX conventions, uh, but most notably those. Those are the biggest. Uh, and I've been doing that since last year's West. I did the three of them last year: West, South, and East, give, giving a WoW history talk. And then this year, uh, I was back at West giving an updated—not just updated, but just overhauled. It's like the—it's like the mm-hmm. the George Carlin thing where he would like write all this material, and then there'd be an <laughs> HBO special, and then it all went out the door, and it was the next thing the next year, right? Right. It was yeah, that yeah. sort. It's that sort of model that I'm going for. Uh, I'm sure it will be equally successful. Uh, and, but, uh, I'm every, every year I'm sort of up, I'm coming back with a new wow history talk and bringing it to fan cons, uh, which is people really like people really get fired up for these talks, which is very gratifying to me. That's great. And I'm able to, you know, I'm able to sell some books and, you know, get a lot of 
really positive word of mouth uh, buzz about the about the book going, and so that's that's kind of my my sales strategy, such as it is. It's the kind it's the kind of marketing I can handle, which is you know fairly straightforward marketing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a very it's very authentic marketing. It's going forward. <laughs> it is saying that like this is what I'm doing. We're all really excited about this, and I, I can I don't have to I don't have to dress it up or couch it in in some sort of in some sort of bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like so, Battle for Azeroth though is like super interesting. Yeah. I, it, to me, it's a super interesting expansion because it seems to be harkening back to like the old times, the old good times in WoW. Where like it is horde alliance, it's a it's a PvP sort of centric thing, and like some people seem really put off by that, but some people seem super into it. Um, so what's your what's your sense of of battle for Azeroth? Like I I will say like getting into WoW, playing WoW has been just like I mean it hasn't been transformative for me or anything. I'm not going to say that, but like it's been fun and it's just been a lore overload. So yeah. I can't say too much about it. Like I know certain things that happened in Azeroth, but not too much. Um Yeah, and, and you're uh, you're sort of getting yeah, I mean especially the experience that you would be having coming along at this point, you're getting you yeah, sort of go through everything. yeah, you're going through going through it so much faster than we did, right? The, and we, <laughs> yeah, we such had as, yeah, yeah, such as going through it is there. Well, no, <laughs> but I mean yeah. you're you're going through more you're progressing through more than a decades worth of game content and and constantly updated lore that we again we experience the players of the game experienced play out over a decade and you're just sort of getting right, that right. jammed in, in yeah. to the quests that you're seeing and you're progressing through zones and continents way faster than you like you're only going to be getting a fraction of the quests whereas someone right. who actually leveled contemporaneously would be doing like 80 percent 90 percent of those quests so yeah, you, absolutely. So you get just sort of snapshots moving forward very quickly, and it is kind of disorienting to uh, to go through the leveling curve at this point, and to do so in zones that are largely not completely, but largely empty. Right? There's not mm-hmm. a whole. Whereas the if you do it contemporaneously, there's there's tons of people everywhere, and it was it, a huge difference when I when I went to the place where the people were. I mean, it was like a totally yeah. different game. It was absolutely it was wild. Yeah, yeah. An, an empty MMO versus a full MMO is just is just night it's and day. So different, yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your your battle for Azeroth take. I'm interested in what okay. you, you think. You don't have to give away your talk. All I, right, I, you know people people should pay for. The <laughs> well, tickets. the talk is um, the, 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 they 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 uh, there is video on demand of the, there's actually video uh, of my talk from Pax West uh, uh, both on their Twitch channel and uh, Blizz Planet, a fan site, taped it. So. Nice. Uh, these things are they're up there if someone if someone can't can't make it to a PAX show um, this year. But the uh, my take from Battle for Azeroth is that your your initial impression of it is exactly correct. And you know from the box art down to everything else, the you know the box art very clearly harkens back to Warcraft orcs and humans from 1994. You have the footman and the grunt facing off against each other. See, and um, that's the first thing I remember is because I'm old enough to remember though. Well, not Warcraft Orcs and Humans as much, but definitely Warcraft Tides Orcs. of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was such that, a huge which deal. is a, which is essentially I mean it was with uh, updated with like slightly uh uh maritime <clears throat> maritime details on the characters, <laughs> yeah. but it was but it was I mean, the same it, thing, it, human and orc yeah. facing off against each other. That was the Exactly. Was the thing. Yeah, it was fairly straightforward. Um and then Warcraft 3 came out and that's when they got the sort of you know, aesthetic for World of Warcraft, and then World of Warcraft kind of went off from there. But I mean, really, like that's what I remember, even vaguely. And it is kind of interesting that, like, 
they're going back to it a little bit. It's gratifying in a certain way. It makes me feel less old. Yes, because the the conflict between the Horde and Alliance, like however much other lore they've layered on top of it, and it's a whole hell of a lot, uh, the Horde and Alliance conflict goes, is, is the heart of what Warcraft is. Even, again, if there's so many layers of lore on top of it, even if the Horde and Alliance no longer really bear any kind of resemblance to what they initially (laughs) did, right? right? Because the initial game is like a pack of fell, crazed, demonic orcs from another planet invading No, I have to warn you, I have seen the Warcraft movies, so I I know all this back. Okay, okay. but the Right, right, right. So it's the fell, uh, right, but but in the in the context of uh, in the context of the Warcraft universe, that's really just one tiny part of one continent, and the kingdom represented by the alliance by 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 the humans in that thing is completely destroyed. And so mm-hmm. even the alliance comes to being in Warcraft two as sort of a bunch of, of a bunch of different human nations from the northern part of that continent, and the horde by Warcraft. Three has turned into something very different and the you know it's under thrall's leadership and they're no longer demonic and and thrall on in the actual warcraft world world of warcraft progression thrall's not even the war chief anymore and we're, we're like we've gone through several war chiefs <laughs> since then and the war chief like the war chief for the horde now is sylvanas windrunner who was one of the major undead heroes in warcraft 3 <laughs> right so it's just like it, yeah everything kind of it, i mean it's amazing it, it's kind of like it is sort of you know this 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 becomes a cliche but it is sort of like another language uh because if you haven't played it then it's just like you hear all these names you hear all these titles you hear all this stuff and it's like okay oh and the names are goofy on? as hell like blizzard yeah, has never like, been I mean, abashed about their like their their fabulous nor, nor should names. they be nor should they be. I mean, it, it, it's very much like like, a, like Game of Thrones, where, like, you know, you start the series, and I remember, like, I had read the first book um, in, in A Song of Ice, uh, yeah, A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, that was all I could take as well. I read the first three <laughs> books, and then I Oh, you read I the first of, three. I could only handle yeah, the first one. I was yeah, like, done, yeah, done, I mean, it, done. it got a little boring, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I did. I, I don't I, care I, about heraldry. I don't. I'm I've sorry. kept up. I've kept up with the show, but like the the show is good because it only takes a couple hours. I don't have to spend like a month <laughs> reading about. <laughs> I don't. I don't, about like, I don't. I don't need to be emotionally manipulated for a month by this by this angry old man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is angry, um, but yeah, no. It's like it's like the um, the. So like I, I remember reading the first book, and then I started watching the show, and my wife was like, "Okay, sure, we can. I'll, I'll try it." Mm-hmm. I started watching it, and she's like, okay, what's this? What's that? Who is that? Who is this? And by this point in, she knows just as much as I do. But, like, that slow burn of, of stuff, like, you know, Kristen seven seasons later it wouldn't say to Kristen, you know, could – no, Kristen getting into the first episode would never believe she would know who, like – Tyrion and Tywin Lannister are right. Right, it's, just, it's so crazy. To the imagine. names like, actually ridiculous. are the names are my single biggest problem with uh, Game of Thrones because if you don't, if especially if you haven't read the books, 
I don't know okay. the names of like anyone on the show because in the books, there are all these complicated names. And in the books, it works because every time someone talks, you're reading their name, such and, and such. And you also said. get to go back and read the glossary. Yes, you get the glossary and all that. But crucial. even just in the course of in, in the course of the dialogue, you see these people's names so many times that they get hammered into your brain and it works. Yeah, but absolutely. The, in the uh, show, it's different. In yeah. the show, it's it's completely lost. But yeah, the the but that's the same in Warcraft, right? Like I can hear you say Sylvanas Windrunner. And I can hear Olivia say Sylvanas Windrunner, and someone's going to say it in the advertising copy. But at no point am I going to get it as much as everyone who played Warcrafts 3 through, you know, vanilla through. That's absolutely true. So, uh, but yeah, so the the Horde and Alliance no longer bear that much resemblance to the original entities that that we think of as horde and alliance but that's not really important right the it it's because it's all about it's really just goes down to that sort of red and blue divide you know it's 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 the you know the appeal of yeah it is it is and it's the idea of having like it is you and an opponent because the very heart of the very early warcraft games was you and probably just one (laughs) opponent because you were connected (laughs) on the modem but uh the the so that that player versus player competition is is the absolute heart of the Warcraft lore and the idea of Warcraft in the popular mind and yet and yet uh the uh the game world of Warcraft has never really been a PVP game. It's been a right. PVE game with PVP as a sideshow and more or less explicitly as a sideshow uh for its entire 15 year history for the first 6 months after its release there was no Honor, there was no PvP content whatsoever, except insofar as there was another faction that on, if you were flagged properly or on the right kind of server, that in the right zone, you could fight them. But there was nothing, but if you did fight them, then they fell over and, like, that was it. Like, there was no, <laughs> there were, you got no points. You couldn't even get, like, gold from their corpse. Forget, like, taking their gold. Forget, like, that that like Ultima online spawned idea of like, yeah, sure. Because you know, it's not like PVP didn't exist in video games. In fact, it exists in a very, very hardcore serious way. in a lot of other games, um, like Ultima online where you could just, you could just take people's, if you killed someone, you could just take their things off their corpse in Warcraft world of Warcraft really kind of broke the mold in a lot of ways in MMO design by making death inconsequential. And part of that (laughs) was that in PVP, your death was, extremely inconsequential so much so that you didn't even you don't even take repair damage when you die in pvp so <laughs> that uh nice. yeah so which is why like it really cha- doesn't matter it's like the a, challenge it's like a becomes well yes yes but although the challenge then becomes if you can <laughs> get them to die from fall damage or like getting hit by a monster or something yeah there you go <laughs> right like I, the <laughs> other like day into, yeah. uh, just the other day i was i just like find myself in a spot just like coincidence we're just for a moment like running along a ridge like a warrior or just a passing alliance warrior was in between me and the ridge and i just like quickly like sidestepped and hit my thunderstorm ability which is like a, a, a knockback and i just punted him off of a mountain like and completely off of the entire mountain and he <laughs> flew a mile and just like cratered like wily e. coyote at the bottom and it was the greatest thing that happened last did week. you steal his gold then no, no, I got like, I got like, I actually, he was so far away by the time he died, I didn't even get points for it. Uh, well, it's still cool, though. <laughs> he, was, he was so far I mean, away and had been like in the air for that, so though. long that we dropped combat. 
<laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> but but then he cratered. So but that's the thing. It doesn't matter. He cratered and 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 it was a repair bill, which is which is the greatest victory. But uh, so but the so game. I mean, but like, that was all we had. Like that. Those yeah. sorts of little improvised moments of like just goofing on someone were really the extent of PvP. Uh, there was nothing organized for a really long time, and then when they did, it was it's been a constant struggle to get player versus player rewards to keep up in any fashion with the rewards you can get from just like from just you know, dungeons and stuff but like yeah, raiding sure. in particular there was always this very big conflict between raiders and pvpers because the raiders had all the nice stuff and particularly early in the game that let them just dominate people who didn't raid and that yeah. sort of spawned like this culture of enmity and 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 resentment that and 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 you know, who, who children competing over who is the most loved that uh, that, that the PVPers have just lost. Frankly, <laughs> they're they're the le- yeah. they're the lesser loved children, and the the game has largely sort of been made for them. There's an understanding that no matter what class you play or what role you play it in, you're going to have a valid role in dungeons. You're going to be able to level up. You're going to be able to do things in raids that are valuable to your group. Uh, right. That's not really true in PvP. If you're, you know, PvP is largely the domain of a handful of classes and a handful of specs that are going to dominate uh, people in most settings. And uh, changing that is and creating scenarios where that's not true and people feel that PvP is really good and balanced and rewarding and meaningful is going to be a big challenge for Battle for Azeroth because they've never really done it yet, you know? That Do you think I, they're succeeding? I mean, do you think it's 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 going that direction too early still... to too early to tell. Uh, okay. the, I, I think that there's some, uh, they've definitely done a really, a bunch of good things in encouraging PVP in the open world and encouraging people to compete against each other. There's some cool new venues for competition, like, uh, the PVP Island expeditions, which are really neat, but they're, they're sort of in the place where they're like, okay, this is neat conceptually, but again, the rewards aren't there. Like if you're gotcha. in, in practice, like if you really want to do island expeditions, you're just going to queue for heroic level things and, you know, just bang them out, like bang them out mm-hmm. against computer, against computer controlled players. Uh, and, but there's a lot of player, but the other good thing is that there's a whole lot of players and a whole lot of PVPers who are thinking very hard about this and what can be done to make these things more exciting and the feedback that they give to the dev team. Like they're, one of the really cool things about WoW over the years is that is how much exchange and interplay there is between the dev team and the community, especially how, given how oh, nice. big the community is. But so many people on the dev team at this point started out as WoW players um, that uh, there's the, the dev team and the players have learned huge amounts from each other over the course of years. And they're, the interplay between them uh, and the openness of the developers to listening to the players uh, and incorporating not just their ideas into the game, but literally hiring them to work yeah, on the game yeah. uh, is uh, something that I think is That's really cool. admirable. So I think WoW players are in the are in a very enviable position. I think that there there's no other major MMO whose developers have been as attuned. Maybe talk about Eve, but Eve is such a different game. I don't want to compare it. But yeah, stay leave Eve out of this. Leave leave Eve out of this. But the but in terms of having developers that are 
such committed advocates for the players. It's very mm-hmm. rare to to have that be the case, uh, particularly uh, to the degree that it is in WoW. And that's not to say that players don't yell at the developers and whatever, but I think that I, as someone who's looked at the whole sweep of the game, it's I really, in, in a MMO history, I really don't think that, that MMO players have ever been any more privileged and... Uh, uh, exceptional position than wow players are in terms of having mm. developers having developers that really want to make them happy and have the resources to do so you know i wonder it's interesting that you're working against this kind of inertia as a wow developer i'm sure of the last 15 years like i went into when i went to wow i went in with my normal uh perspective which was okay I'm going to play this game as it was meant to be played. And I have this, it, it's just this weird problem I have where, like, you know, oh, you want to play the Persona games? Well, you probably should play all the Shin Megami Tensei games first. Or, oh, you want to play, like, you know, you want to play uh, Metal Gear Solid Five? Well, you probably should play the, the um, you know, the MSX uh, <laughs> Metal Gear 2 or whatever, right? Like, it's, it, it's just kind of like the way my head works. And, so when I first came into it, I was like, well, of course, you know, I'm going to play, I'm going to play this and I'm just going to level up naturally and I'm going to do the quests like, you know, vanilla quests and I'm going to earn what I get and it's just going to be normal. And like, by the time I was even playing the second time around, I was like, okay, yeah, if you want to give me gold to have me buy these like legendary weapons that help me level up, that's fine. You know, just do it. And it <laughs> seems like PVP is part of that very organic nature. Like Dark Souls, I know PVP, like, the reason it's hard to get into as a newbie is that like people have been there for so long and they put the time in and like that whole feeling of putting the time in honing your craft of PVP. That's just something that's so hard to do when you're up against that inertia, right? Like it, it must be. Oh, absolutely. It's incredibly hard to catch up to, uh, to things. But they've made it a bit better in the sense that uh, every couple expansions, they, they tend to pare back the number of abilities that classes mm-hmm. have, you know, the over the course of expansions, everyone gets new things every expansion, and if that is just allowed to pile up, then everything, then, every, then everyone has a hundred buttons to push, right? <laughs> then, right. and we, there's been times when it kind of felt like that, where where it's like there's, it, it was just kind of a mental, there's been times when it f- sort of felt like a mental overload in terms of how many things you were expected to push and how many sources of different damage were incoming from your opponent. And uh, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why they've instituted for battle for Azeroth. Again, it's a PVP expansion. One of the PVP friendly things I think they've implemented is taking a lot of thing is putting a whole lot of things back on the so-called global cooldown as you will note, okay. you've noted playing as playing a WoW player, if you push a button, use an ability, all your every single ability does a quick little cycle on it, right? And you can't yeah. hit. Yeah. You you can only use one ability every one and a half seconds. And part of this is just a network gating mechanism, right, to keep people from just spamming a whole bunch of stuff and overwhelming the servers, and just keeps keeps combat at a certain pace. But it also means that you, as a player, don't have to make decisions more than about once every you know one second and which is nice especially because when especially when the numbers of buttons multiply and given the numbers of classes in wow uh, 
I should probably know this off the top of my head exactly how many classes how there dare are. You. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, it, it changes, you know. Uh, but but there is like there's at least ten, and uh, there's um, all the, and and they have different, and every race has different racial abilities, and all the and every mm-hmm. class has three as at least two or three two, I guess. Everyone has three, except for druids who have four, and demon hunters who have two. But uh, the everyone has a different talent spec, so you're not getting this and different PvP talents on top of that. So you never know when you're fighting a new opponent exactly what you're going to get thrown at you, and therefore exactly what you're going to need to do to counter. You know, it's not exactly like in a, in a MOBA. You know, if if you see another character, right? You know, if you're, if you're playing Hots and you know I'm 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 playing you know Gray Mane and I see and I see a Chogall, I know that like okay, here's like here's how I'm going to counter this, right? Right. I, right. Or, and it's true in a lot of class based things as well. You see, you you have one of the great benefits of the of the class and hero based system that's sort of taken over game design is that you can take one look at your enemy and know what they're going to do to you and then if you know something about the game you can know what you can do to respond to that that gets so complex in a game like wow that you just have to that that you there's an incredible base of knowledge you need to amass and even for all the years that I've been playing wow like routinely you know not that i lose every pvp encounter or whatever but routinely at, but just anytime i do get killed by someone one-on-one like it's my first thought is like oh man i like my class is terrible and, and totally underpowered yeah, sure. and then my second thought is like oh wait but there was like this this and this. like there's these three separate cooldowns that i could have used but didn't think to use because i wasn't come i i, I wasn't anticipating the right stuff and uh so there's incredible depth that and that's very cool as you said the people who are invested in it and it's very cool to the people inside of the esports scene for example but it also means that wow arenas as an esport are basically unwatchable right right sure no of course <laughs> unwatchable to anyone who's not a, a serious wow head and but it's that just, must be that must be part of it though right we're like in fact but it's, it makes it so satisfying when you do people, win right, right? <laughs> but, yeah but the game yeah. wants new people right like it they wants do. It wants new blood. There is always it, there is always a certain amount of churn, and that has always been kind of obscure. People think of WoW players as like the same the same nerds who sign up for the same thing over and over without realizing how much churn there's been. There's been a lot of turnover, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do they address that? Is again largely by pairing, trying to pair things back over the expansions and trying to keep the number of buttons that you're going to press. Uh, at a reasonable volume, I push f- considerably fewer buttons now than I did in like any of the early expansions. Oh, okay. uh, even though the game is in many ways sort of more complex, like I push, like I have fewer buttons on my bars just because there's fewer sort of edge situational things going on. So they try to keep it focused on on the essence of uh, on the essence of of what your class does. Um, but you know, in practice, that one v one fight in the middle of the open world—that's really like they don't really try to balance that because it can't really mm. be. Is 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 their attitude? Is that or if they could, it would make all the classes too uh, too 
too much of a yeah too samey too much of a too much of a smudge they would all sort of be doing Mm. the same kind of thing so they're sort of so blizzard is sort of content to live in a world where like yeah you know if a if a if a halfway competent rogue jumps you in the open world like unless they're like unless they're bad like you're probably toast like Mm -hmm. and that's just how it goes uh and you know if you were fighting against them in a two or two or three v three or a five v five setting or in a battleground it might be a little different so uh, it's it is tricky to bring in people in, in a PvP focus, focused expansion for a game that is that hard. You know, it's an easy to learn game in terms of just competence. In order, to, like run around, kill kill monsters, collect loot, and do it fairly efficiently. Do quests and stuff. People can yeah. figure people can figure that out pretty well. Uh, there is a lot of depth in PvP, and the again, it's an open question whether or not they're going to be able to make that stick and whether the people who signed up right now because they're really excited about the prospect of battle for azeroth and and the horde and alliance and that sort of thing if those people are gone in six months then uh then that's not going to be well six months is not the worst thing but (laughs) they'd probably be okay with that they'd probably be okay Um, with that but if they're gone in three months then that wouldn't be then that would be good so we're we're in the very early stages now uh it, it it is completely possible that battle for azeroth will go down as a failure you're in disappointment if they can't Interesting. figure out how to uh, make these things work. But that's the question for all the expansions, right? There's never, you never know going into it exactly how you're going to end up feeling about uh, about the expansion by the end. Uh, like Mist of Pandaria, I think people were really down on it at the start because it launched without any kind of propulsive villain or any real sense of, of, of a story carrying along. It's like, okay, well, we're going to this island, but why? You know, just because you tell, because right, yeah. that's the new place because you told us to, right? Whereas before, it's like Illidan is here and he's back. We got to get him. Or Arthas is. It's time for Arthas to go down. Or Deathwing blew up the world. We got to go get him. Like right. Mist was like, oh, we're just gonna go on a vacation to this island of pandas and, uh, <laughs> and pandas are. You know, there were some people were into that, but you need a lot of us needed kind of more of a boost and more, more excitement. I don't know. So by the end of mists though, I think people felt a little better about it because they kind of developed new villains. Uh, and that, but that source of actually, this is, I think this could be a good segue. Uh, the, that sort of central propulsive, uh, point the player at a villain strategy is it's like, it just, it, if you pull it off decently, there's no way it doesn't work really well. If you oh, can, yeah, because people, well, people love that. I mean, people and love that to, is what, to imagine like an epic challenge or whatever. Yeah, and and having play, and we're talking about the new WoW expansion and the other it's a massive glut of MMO content because the new Destiny expansion just came out, and that is exactly the new Destiny expansion. The new Destiny and expansion heard, is entirely good things villains. About it. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but in part it. because it, it, it's like villains. It shows you at the very, it, it shows you at the very start to introduce and i didn't play destiny one so i didn't know who this guy was you know the oldrin mm-hmm. sov the 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 villain guy of, of, of forsaken i didn't know about uh, anything about him and yet you and yet like you watch the you go through the opening mission you watch those opening cinematics and you're like fuck this guy <laughs> you're just, you're, you did they make him, you right? yeah like he killed he killed he killed my homie Cade and uh, and that's where we're going it's particularly oh the 
I mean, I don't. It's just available online or whatever. People can just watch it. But like, just the the cinematics uh, that uh, of that opening where give Cade sort of overwhelmed by enemies and gradually getting chipped away and gradually sort of being forced to submit and then being killed is really really well done. Uh, and again, it just makes. Well, you, and everyone loves Cade. Make, I mean, everyone loves like Cade. A beloved character. <laughs> it's like yeah. Even I, I mean, I don't consider myself like a giant sucker for bad jokes, but man, the, those were some. This, the best bad jokes came from Cade. Like, I just I can't well, yeah, help I mean, but laughing at that character, even if he was completely stupid. And I was devastated to you know <laughs> at the at the at the way he went down. Not even because of like the jokes or whatever, but just the way they the choreography of that of that of those cinematics I thought was really, really well done. And just the way that they made it clear, just how sort of magnificent he was, uh, yeah, and, and, I mean, and like gr- taken, really taken down on sort of taken down by combination of bad luck and hubris and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that makes you at the end say, all right, I'm ready to just kill the hell out of, out of all these, out of all these guys. <laughs> and I mean, it's one of those things like destiny is one of those, I mean, to, to say it's divisive I would, as a fan base, I would, I would say is an understatement. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the, famously, the the no cartridge uh, Discord uh, Destiny server <laughs> was uh, a place of place of much conflict <laughs> yeah. for you and others. A place of um, darkness. Yeah, was, I mean, it was but, the, but, it was but the honestly, black garden. It was the black garden. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, but honestly, like in. Um, like right now, everyone is agreed. They all love Forsaken. Like no one is saying, "Eh, I don't know." Like I don't like this one. Everyone yeah. loves Forsaken. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And they, I mean, I don't want to attribute this entirely to to WoW, but it was one of the one of the things that I think WoW really uh, advanced in the game industry and made made okay and safe by virtue. And I, I'm not sure anyone else would have really been able to do this. Was that they decided from the first, you know, up to that point, MMO expansions were just kind of more of the same. It's not like things didn't change in EverQuest, but like when the new expansion came out, that was a new area. And and to the degree that new things went in the game, they were new things associated with the new content. Makes a lot of sense. But what WoW did, uh, starting with their first expansion, and it was extremely divisive at the time, and we've all just accepted it, uh... But they decided that they weren't just going to release a new continent and new dungeons and all of that stuff with a new level cap. They weren't going to do that. They were going to overhaul the whole game. Mm-hmm. They were going to change right. your talent. They were going to we're going to change your talent trees. We're going to change. We were going to change crucial systems. We're going to take stats away completely. <laughs> very important stats that you had been relying on and that were a major part of the content. These stats are not going to exist anymore. And in their place are going to be new, completely new stats. But by the way, we're going to That's represent, amazing. we're going to represent with different nomenclature. So like all for like in vanilla. Wow. If you got something that boosted your crit, that boosted your crit chance, right? It was boost your critical strike chance by 1%, 2%, whatever very sensible but they but in wow but in burning crusade that was all just like you just it was just critical strike rating it was so everything went from this very intuitive system to what felt at the time like a very non-intuitive system that also conveniently right scaled with your level and and with other factors and Hmm. 
they again they they changed so much stuff and they kept doing it and so it just became a normal thing that when there was a new wow expansion not only are there new contents coming up but they're also going to overhaul crucial core game systems things that you've been relying on for years they're the last two years i guess they were they're they're happy to just throw out of the window and replace with something completely different and that was that felt very dangerous <laughs> back mm-hmm. in 2006 uh yeah, and, and I, I think like and they yeah, could do I, it because they sorry, had the resources, right? They had the mm-hmm. biggest MMO in the effing world, and they had <laughs> millions and millions of subscribers. And, no, that's right. And they could do it. They and and so they've that sort of, and that worked. It worked really well, and people were happy with the changes, and they kept doing. It and and they so they've approached every new expansion not just as a chance to make something new, but as a chance to right wrongs sort of to fix things that they'd gotten wrong before to make a new to use this opportunity to make a new game uh that had the same name and same software as the old one and as a result the wow today bears very little resemblance to the wow of years and years ago uh you can't even run a lot of the new content on a you know on a 2008 2009 machine which is which would have well yeah sure <laughs> and that's the same software right that just the uh, the degree to which they've changed all of that stuff is incredible and i well, the level that's of complexity exactly is just such yeah and that's exactly what i felt when i started forsaken i felt like just from just the the way they've cha- completely changed the way weapons are are thought of and and designated so that it's not i mean i don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it but like there's this what used to be a very rigid and limited system of weapons now feels extremely wide open and and the the uh, the mod system is completely different. Just the the way that shade, the way that all of these various resources that you were collecting in through the course of game action, the way that all of them are handled is completely different. So, like these right. these various, it, you know, it used to be there were there were these various resources associated with each of the planets, right? And those resources didn't really get you much. Like they would let you like turn it. You could turn them in for reputation, but reputation just got you like the same kind of gun that you already had. Like, no one cared. No yeah. one collected them. And now they're all extremely valuable because that's how you upgrade your stuff. And you get them not just by collecting them, but by wandering around and hoping that you see them on your map, but now you can farm them by doing events connected to these areas. So they've... Oh, see, that's they, really cool. They've that's plugged... Cool. Yes, it's, it is very cool. They've plugged all of these various... They had all these sort of systems and, and and resources and currencies kicking around, and now they're all kind of pl- everything is plugged into something else. And you know, everything both has a purpose and has a place that you can reliably go to get it, which mm-hmm. is a very important part of making an MMO feel absolutely pleasurable. Huge. I mean, it's, it, right? This, 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 the interaction of systems just percolating back and forth through your brain that that makes you happy well, you want to you want to have the feeling that you can actually do the things that you see like there's there's a there's a very big appeal in like you know going to a main thoroughfare in uh, azeroth and seeing like oh wow like these people these are you know players that have been playing for a really long time they're like so built up they have amazing mounts and stuff and there's a real 
I mean, there's a real appeal. I'm thinking like right, but you can also you can look at that mount that. and then you can open up your mount collection and go through and see what that mount is and and it tells you not only what that mount is but where you get it, right? Right. Yeah, and and it's like okay, I can I can go ahead and do that, and like that's I know that some people think like well, it's just better if it's better if like that's not how we do it. Like we do it by way of you know everyone has to learn all the time or whatever, but for a new player it is so big to be able to be like that. I could do that. Yeah. Just and in to destiny know that too, possible. I will say like, it never felt like I could do that. Like I liked going to the crucible. I liked PVP. I liked all that stuff. And I liked the game itself, but like I would see people with these amazing weapons and I'd be like, I don't know where to get that. I don't know what, I, who knows? Like, yeah. That's not yeah, me. The destiny was very like, much. I mean, again, I didn't play Destiny 1, so I don't have a... Uh, I wish... I, if it had been available for PC, I would have. But uh, but I don't do I do not do console shooters. Can't do it. Um, I'm too bad at them. You're a purist. I, again, it's not... I, I wish I could claim it's purity. It's just that I, like... I'm, I'm, I'm not fabulous, but I'm, I'm a pretty good shot with a... Uh, I'm, 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 a I'm a pretty good shot with a mouse, particularly for someone who's left-handed... And, uh, mm-hmm. and and uses a righty mouse, but uh, the like I'm so I'm I'm pretty good at first person shooters, not amazing, but pretty good. And uh, I am just an oafish baby on a console. <laughs> 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 you, to, to use an MMO terminology, I feel like I, I feel like I'm a keyboard turner on okay. uh, like the 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 biggest one of the biggest visual distinctions between you know new noob and pro WoW players. And this isn't actually true, like because noob and pro wild players do both but like you you know it, what do you turn your characters by pressing the a and d keys you know <laughs> oh, <laughs> as no. opposed to as opposed to you know quick flicks of uh of right click to uh to reorient your character and camera uh in real oh, time boy, so uh, yeah like, i definitely use a and d yeah 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 and everyone I, everyone not, who I, sees you every step you take in the world just screams people that know. out <laughs> people yeah, know people are like oh jeez this guy yeah. see i thought i could fool people cuz i had nice gear that was bought for me no, i guess no you got to there's, there's there's other things that you have to work at yeah yeah you got to you got to work on your you got to work on your mouse on your mouse turning but uh, <laughs> the but yeah that's what i feel like when i play consoles i feel like i'm a, i feel like i'm keyboard turning in an, in an mmo i just i need i i need that fluidity of movement uh and and vision that are uh, just i just feel terrible without it. i'm incredibly impressed by people because there are people who are amazing who are oh am- yeah amazing are unbelievable controllers. Yes. Yes, i just can't do it but uh yeah so the new destiny from the very start is just like yeah everything's new everything's different and even you know, even like just the guns when you pull, things just just feel a little crispier. I don't even know how to mm. how to like uh, how to quantify that. But things just there's just a little more pop when you pull the trigger, and uh, the diver- the way that you can it felt like it was it was punishing like it was giving you so many cool guns but then punishing you for using most of them the classic metal yeah, metal yeah. gear problem right uh you, you get a million cool guns and that you're not allowed to use and yeah or else yeah they will ruin your game <laughs> right exactly uh one of the best parts about the phantom pain and uh the the first time i ever felt like i could actually like i want to take a rocket launcher and uh the <laughs> and uh but in they it felt there were too many if you felt into you felt like you were stuck using the same stuff 
like you were just it was just sins of the past like there was no reason not to use your sins of the past auto loading cluster rocket launcher that was the best by far weapon you could get until whispers of the whispers of the whispers of the worm sorry black spindle is the name of the gun you get from whispers but uh that's a cool gun. It's I've so seen that gun. dope. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you ever do Whispers of the no, Worm? No, I, I never oh, did. I, I, like, oh, it's a good I still one. need to get through it's D2. So good. <laughs> the yeah, Whispers, it, it the Whispers really of the good. Worm event was one of the coolest things that I've seen in an MMO. Especially, it was one of the things, like, the des- Destiny in a lot of ways, like, as an MMO, like, historian, right? Not just a wow, but, you know, reading a whole bunch about other games. It Destiny can be infuriating because... It sometimes feels like they're having to relearn lessons that MMO designers figured out ten years ago. Uh, but the uh, other, I mean, so- they're a shooter. It's a little different. <laughs> but well, yeah. But so, but I just I mean in terms of again, like the resources and the systems and that sort of thing. Like, there's certain things that, uh, like, or or in-game clan chat, Lord. But uh, the but there's certain things that it's like okay you guys should know it feels like you guys should know this or you, you can ask someone right uh, but then there's other time but when Destiny really shines is those moments where you see something MMO like that is just rendered perfectly into the first person shooter format and I mm-hmm. thought that uh, the whispers of the worm. Uh, challenge was or I guess it was a mission technically was one of those where it was it was. Hidden, but not really hidden. And then what followed was something that was like a very, a very sort of fine pointed challenge that really pushed your limits as a player in a number of ways, but felt yeah. very conquerable. Uh, and uh, just, and so it was, that was a whole, that was a whole lot of fun to do. The only problem being that having the gun itself, like having the black spindle already, makes it so much easier. <laughs> because <laughs> i would see i was like there were all these videos about of people soloing the normal just even the normal mode right but people soloing the heroic mode and i was like okay well if these people are just soloing the heroic mode surely i can solo the normal mode but then like you look carefully and you notice every single person already has the has gun the, yeah because it, yeah Which makes it a lot better. It, it, yeah it was just it, it made it it made it stupidly because as soon as i had it i tried it again because i helped someone else there and i was like oh oh i see now i see now but the That's uh, funny. <laughs> a little lame that That's way. That's very funny. But the uh, but the uh, but getting there to the first getting there in the first place, it felt like this really cool challenge. The the, the platforming section at the start was really cool. Destiny's raid content in general, I think, is really neat. And I'm super. They haven't opened it up in Forsaken yet. Uh, they're uh, then they figured out they're they're doing the same thing that that WoW does, which is where you you delay the raid content on release to keep people from just rushing through everything too quickly and getting too far Smart. ahead, right? Smart. You just get everyone some time to get kind of caught up, and uh, and as you know, as, <laughs> as a casual, I'm always like, oh no, I don't want you to open the new stuff. I'm good. I'm I have the best <laughs> gear right now. As soon as you open the as please soon as you open the raids, don't. people will be owning my face, but. Uh, the but That's I'm excited cool. to see when that comes out and the That's changes really cool. they've made it are awesome. I don't know you probably you didn't finish the full thing of Destiny two, so you probably didn't see the raid content, right? No, no, no. Oh, it was really it was really cool. Just in terms like the initial the initial raid, the big raid dungeon, the Leviathan, I thought was a little. I, I called it uh, intergalactic family double dare. 
<laughs> like it was it was all it was just sort of stunts is what it felt like it was like you were just sort of doing these overly abstracted gamey stunts that i didn't that were cool the first couple times but and then just kind of yeah away. but then after a while yeah. it's like okay now we're gonna run we're gonna run the flag over to the giant nose of not or what you know the it just like yeah, all yeah. these goofy things that you had to run through and but then the raid layers that were released on the side of that were awesome awesome experiences that i felt really like not only are you you are there's a little bit of that you know take the orb here and blah 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 but like there were so but there were monsters spawning all over the place and clearing them and accounting for them as you moved as you sort of moved orbs and resources around these big fields was really cool. And uh, I loved, I loved like the idea that you were sort of just trying, especially on the new raid, uh, the, the, uh, the one that came out with Warmind, the, the, the raid layer that came out with Warmind. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a lot of good stuff. About yeah, that. The, uh, the whole, the, the ball, the, the, a lot of it came down to sort of passing a ball. Mm-hmm. Which was something that I have all that I love doing in in first person games. Like I love the idea of sort of moving dynamically through a space and having to sort of connect these with someone else. Connect with someone else because frankly, yeah. frankly, all of my video game pursuits are just trying to like recreate sports. What it must be like <laughs> to be good at sports. Yeah. Well, so I am. I am good at one sport, which is ultimate frisbee which is not okay. a very cool thing to be good at but you know it is what it is and uh, it's better than nothing it is certainly better than nothing um and it, but i've been playing since high school and i'm not a great natural athlete but i'm okay and i've been playing this long. I, i'm good at this sport i can compete at a at a very high level and uh, Playing is just like like that. That is what is everything I want a video game to be like. Just just the the reactivity, the speed, the just all the various things that happen. The idea of like catching something, turning, and then having to make this sort of split second, thirty yard down the field read as to what you're doing next, and and trying to fit things into these little windows of space in ways that are seem impossible but if you can pull them off can be perfect right sort of these 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 creation of moments of perfection that you can't really achieve in real life because that's not how real life works but you can achieve (laughs) in the limited fields of sports and video games that's like what i play i realize at a certain point that's what i play video games for is to is for those moments of perfection where you Hmm. where you have where you do something that is incredibly difficult and just seems so far off and remote that just standing at the ground, it wouldn't even be possible, but you're able to figure out a way to pull it off. And, uh, you know, if I mean, it seems like slicing it seems like that disc in 50 yards you're downfield, so interested in MMOs right? and expansions and stuff. Yes, because I mean, it's all like about exactly the, the <laughs> essence of perfection and perfectibility and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. Sure. And I mean, that that's what got me into the wow experience. I was never a big MMO head until I played. <laughs> wow. And from, from, I was going to play Guild Wars, not WoW, and then some friends convinced me to play WoW, and then you know here we are. But uh, <laughs> good, good, good for those. It friends, was good. Honestly. It was good for them, right? Yeah, it was good for me because I don't think that uh, I don't think that a guild, I don't think that a book about Guild Wars would have worked out the same way. But um, the <laughs> I ended up back in the right <laughs> the back in the right horse in that regard. But the experience of raiding where 
you can bring at the time it was 40 people, but even in, in, in a smaller setting, uh, just the experience in an MMO of, of, of figuring out an encounter and then holding and creating, which is ultimately sort of this high pressure balancing act where you're holding this together and you can get 40 people on the same page doing something sort of in perfect coordination that uh that it seemed at the start when you started pulling you would you would never get five of them to do it you never right, get five right. people to do this right and then when you finally get it right every 40 people doing it in just perfect synchronicity and uh, and the level of the, the uh not the level of achievement means sound way too nerdy but the <laughs> these small yeah, no, fine. <laughs> the, the 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 tiny room for error that you have just the the way that it had to be perfect uh, to get those early raids done uh, was just completely intoxicating to me. And even to now, I, mean, I don't, I don't raid uh, in a serious way anymore. But even now, when I'm playing like a mythic dungeon, I mean, I'm, I'm a healer and a tank mo- most of all. I don't that's, that's sort of what I do, right? I I really right, like healing. Like yeah. uh, the idea of being a healer and having having a situation that by all rights should be completely falling apart, that everyone should be dead. Uh, but you and are hold, holding it together. You are holding it together. You, it, it, That's cool. You holding you you sort of with your with your will and skill holding together this on this nearly unwinnable situation and pulling it out uh, at the you know and pulling it out in the end is just this awesome feeling. And you don't get it all the time, of course. Sometimes it's a mess. Sometimes you just coast through things. But uh, but those moments of just extreme pressure where you feel like you have to do everything right and you probably don't, you could probably mess up a few times. The game's built that way, but the, uh, you know, destiny famously gives you a whole bunch of fake extra hit points. Like you know, at the, if you're, if you're <laughs> yeah. really low on hit point, you know, the threshold to kill you gets way bigger, right. To make, give you more close calls. Right. Uh, just those, those moments where everything is hanging on the edge of a knife and you're able to pull it over uh, are incredibly rewarding and and that's really just what that's really what kept me playing even during the times when I wasn't really enjoying it uh, when I yeah. had taken on way too many responsibilities and uh, was was trying to run things uh, even when the game wasn't making me happy most of the time, like it was all worth it because there would be that moment where the boss drops, where the thing that you've been, you failed at a hundred times finally goes down Works. and you win. Yeah. And, 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 and the whole, uh, the whole discord channel is just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like it just well, really, really just, just screaming really at the top of our lungs like cursing and throwing things around the room like it was these incredible awesome. cathartic moments of triumph that are the sort of thing that you end up playing a game 10 years to chase yeah no of course yeah well that is if anywhere a perfect place to stop um i think you've you've explained mmos to me in a way that makes them more appealing than they've ever been uh Tony, where else can people find you? They obviously can read your book, uh, uh, which we which we pitched at the beginning. <laughs> but where else can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Tony Palumbi, uh, and I don't write for uh, websites usually, or if I do, it's like serialization from a book. Uh, right. So I yeah, I'm 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 focused on on writing books most of all because uh, they're concrete 
object. They're but. nice. I like writing books too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, by well, all yeah, means. Yeah. Keep an eye out for Tony. Yeah. Tony's oh yeah. Book. Yeah. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I always forget. I always forget that we're yeah. It, for those of them that don't know, Trev and I are technically we're represented not by the same agent but by the same agency. Same agency. <laughs> agency. <laughs> We and, found uh, this out kind of in a funny way because I asked Tony. I said, yeah, like, oh, have you heard you, of this you guy? recommend this agency? He said, uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, red, red Sofa. Yeah, a why good, not? Good group of people. Yeah, Minnesotans. And uh, the uh, – uh, so, yeah, uh, I – wrote uh, this WoW book, uh, Blood Plagues and Endless Raids. My first book uh, I co-wrote with my dad, who's a marine biologist, which is awesome. Uh, cool. And uh, that's called The Extreme Life of the Sea. It's got, uh, it's just, it's an awesome uh, popular science book uh, about uh, ocean life. It was, uh, if anything, reviewed and sold better than uh, the WoW book. So pick that up. Everyone too. loves ocean life, though. That's <laughs> They do. It's a lot of fun. And it let me, like, give talks at the Smithsonian and stuff like that. And so that was, that was that, uh, like, when that, well, when that's I got, really cool. I gave a talk at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. And I was like, okay, I don't have to do anything else in my career. Like, this, if, I, if, I did it. If I, this was, if this is the high watermark, then, you know, we can live with so that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it so so much. Honestly, it's well, it's, it's been really, I'm, really fun. Uh, I mean, I'm been I've been enjoying the podcast for a long time. Excited to be on. And uh, yeah, the timing worked out because again, I just got back from doing this PAX talk, and there's all these new cool. MMOs coming out. So my brain was yeah, filled with it's MMO a crazy thoughts. Time. Yeah. Who thought that the age of the MMO would still be going strong in t- the year of our Lord 2018? Well, you know what? Get get on. Yeah, go. You know grind or something man i'm sure you have i'm sure you have some levels today. oh yeah uh it's past it's past 10 a.m so my destiny daily should have reset so uh we're <laughs> God, the wow God's the deep. wow dailies reset at 8 a.m the destiny dailies reset at 10 a.m so that's uh that's my, Ooh, that's my morning <laughs> well uh it sounds like you have a lot of responsibilities and i don't want to keep you from them so uh i'll say thanks again and uh we'll see y'all again next time Absolutely. Uh, congrats, by the way, on your new kid. Speaking of oh, responsibility, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Actual, responsibilities. actual responsibilities to actual. His human daily uh, never resets. He just uh, he's just always on. <laughs> Not a raid I've accomplished. Like. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon, man. Later. Have a great one, Trev. You too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>